Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. It's been really weird, my relationship with spirituality, because more specifically, I wouldn't call it spirituality. Mm. My relationship has been with like witches and magic and the matrix like you know (laughs) like yeah we can put it in a spiritual lens and Mm -hmm. that works but for me I remember being six or seven years old and wanting to do something with my parents and so me and my sister doing a rose petal ceremony in our garden Mm -hmm. I remember creating ritual in order to do certain things I had lucky dresses I had routines I had I always felt that somehow I could control my own magic that there was magic and I somehow could use it Mm -hmm. but I couldn't really understand what I was doing but I just kind of felt that but Mm -hmm. then so when I learned about manifestation when I learned about all that kind of stuff I felt I was a bit like oh well here we go then this is how one does it but it didn't quite work in the best way as we've spoken about in previous podcasts I could write a list and at the end of the month I could take most of the things off the list and great I was good at it but it wasn't actually fulfilling me and it didn't actually have that wonder to it Mm. in a weird way and I don't know why this is just Rhea's experience of magic but I will just keep going (laughs) Um, but why do you think that was when I got older and I was looking at manifestation Mm mm-hmm I wasn't necessarily wanting the things I wanted for joy. Mm -hmm. I wanted it from, as we've discussed before, relief from pain. Mm -hmm. If I can find a person, then I will know I am lovable. Mm -hmm. If I can hit this much income in my business, I know I am successful. Mm -hmm. If I can have this relationship with my family member or whatever it was, it was all very much... How do other people and other external things reflect my worth? And so the list effectively that I was writing was, if I can do all these things and tick off these things like a to-do list, Mm -hmm. then I know I'm good enough. Yeah. But I don't believe I'm good enough to do it by myself, so I'm asking the universe to deliver it to me. Yeah. And so I think that it worked in some ways because some of it is just, as we've spoken about before, the energy and the law of attraction, and some people are natural manifestors. Mm -hmm. So... Some of it works, but I wasn't feeling the way I wanted to feel, which was effectively the only thing that I really was on that list. Know that I can be me Mm -hmm. and know that it can work out. Yeah. And I always go back to that sentence because I think that's such a key one. I am good enough and I'm not just good enough. I'm great enough Mm -hmm. and I'm happy enough and I love myself enough and I'm at Mm -hmm. peace enough. None of that was on the list. That was always the issue with modern manifestation or any kind of manifestation and why I take issue with it is that it needs to not be about the external things in order to validate our power. Because at the end of the day, some people are attracted to it because they want to feel powerful. And when the stuff works, they think, well, I'm powerful. And if something doesn't work, then I'm not powerful. Our power suddenly becomes tied to what we're able to achieve through this practice. Yeah. And that's not how it works. No, because also then how can our power be tied 
to something outside of us, it still exactly. ends up not being our power. You know, we talk exactly. about that a lot in previous episodes and previous seasons. Mm-hmm. Your power is not power if it can be taken away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. And I remember, you know, when you look at manifestation, there's like tests and there's all this stuff and you're measuring yourself. Am I good enough? Have I done the right thing? Did I say the right thing? Oh, this shitty thing happened to me. Did I do something wrong? Like all the crap, you know, and we, I'm now sitting here going, there's no right and wrong. Follow your heart. And I have to say every step of that manifestation journey, as it were, I fucked up a fuck ton according to manifestation. But I well, ended up you having never being good with rules, right? No, yeah. But I ended up having learning even more that now I don't need it, mm-hmm. and that's the point. When I started following my heart and just jumping on those impulses, mm-hmm. and I don't mean it in like an impulsive way, but in that if I had a flash or a hit or a knowing or something brought me peace and I couldn't explain it, mm-hmm. and I knew I just had to do it because I'd be okay with whatever outcome happened afterwards. Yeah. That is when something really interesting started to happen. Yeah, right? Because things started working out in ways I never could have foreseen, I never could have planned, and they were even better than I thought they could be. That you ever thought you could manifest, right? Yeah, it was bigger than manifestation. Exactly. It was magical. Yeah. Hence the title, The Happy Wanderer, right? Because as you're saying, as I'm following my heart, as I'm pursuing the things that make me happy, right? You're the happy wanderer. When you're sort of on that individual spiritual journey, that's what it's like. There's, it almost seems there's no straight line, right? It could be that you're going in circles for a bit as you're learning and you're deepening your knowledge and your experience. And so it's not as if a circle in terms of looping as much as it's almost like a spiral, Mm. where you just go deeper and deeper and deeper, which was your experience, right? I'm just learning a bit more about myself with every experience. Well, it's funny because Mm. what ends up happening every time you go around a circle is you meet yourself. Mm. And as you've described before as well, how you feel is how you feel about yourself. Mm. So if every time you meet yourself again Mm. and you love yourself a little bit more, you're closer to yourself a little bit more, you're more at one with yourself, the happier you become. So that going around in circles, when you're facing your karma every time and you're facing all the ways in which you think you're not good enough, going in circles is a very unpleasant experience. (laughs) But actually, the more you learn how magnificent you are, Mm -hmm. which we all are, the more that experience becomes quite a magical one. Yes. To keep meeting yourself yeah. in different lights and greater and greater and greater versions of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing is that we all know on some level that we are magical. We all oh, know on some level. You know, I remember reading a random Kindle book and there was one line that was highlighted 3,655 times or something. By the way, and when you say a random Kindle book, it's going to be romance. <laughs> yeah, most, I think it was. Yeah, I think FYI, it was. no, because I remember you saying this and yeah. I was like, oh God, she's going to quote a romance book back I'm about to me. To, Fine. I'm about to. Because I, it was, she felt she was destined for something. And I stopped and I thought to myself, how most of us, know that we're here for something. Mm -hmm. And most of our lives is just searching for that something. Yeah. And 
maybe this is the, you know, we're lucky. This is the life where we get to find it and then experience it rather than the ones before. But we've all known that there's, you know, something. And even for the hyper-rational, Mm-hmm. there's still an awareness that even science is wondering like there is something science is amazing yeah i mean really when you break it down and you you explore metaphysics you explore biology explore the environment i mean in nature i mean have you seen the picture of the cell that's smiling it blows my mind <laughs> it's just no you're right there's there's just something magical about this world mm-hmm. and you know we've been talking about it even when we're talking about our relationship to it Ah, fuck me. There's the connection. Yeah, ding, so ding, annoying. ding. Um, but, you know, even when we talk about our relationship to it, yeah. it's magical. Very. Well, and it's it, enjoy- it needs it to be, be magical yeah. and we have forgotten the magic. And I wonder whether it's because we know that there's more to our lives that we can see, yeah. that we can even experience, and that sometimes that we can even connect to or are connecting to currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before you even get to the fact that that is because we are divine and that that is an expression of our divinity. Well, I also just like to use, as we we say, divinity is synonymous with power. And we know that because we're a part of that, that that magic does make us powerful. Does that make sense? Kind of. No. No, give me, give me more. I like it. (laughs) I'm into it, but I just don't, I need more. Well, as we've said before, divinity is power. Okay. Right? We've equated that in previous episodes. You know, we've always said, if you're not comfortable saying that I am divine or I express my divinity by being me, it's also I am powerful enough to be me and be authentic in that personal expression, right? Well, that's, is that why we all kind of believe a little bit in, you know, there's always like our myths, the gods, goddesses, deities, aliens, because somehow believing in something makes us feel like, we have a connection and a purpose to our lives. Oh, absolutely. Maybe even less about purpose as well. First of all, we always want to explain our origin stories. Everybody wants a birth story, right? And that's part of it. It is also to connect us to um, not just our history, but to our own divine nature. And so we know instinctively it's there, but separation has constantly reminded us it can only be explored and experienced this way this one way which is generally the religion right because that's the main temple yeah and also separation teaches us we're separate from it yes so therefore oneness teaches us we are it exactly this yeah. literally this most simplest way of describing separation and oneness right and so yeah so with separation it always required a surrogate we can never feel or know the divine except through another person so Right now, we're leaving separation and we're moving into this oneness, Mm -hmm. right? Or 3D to 5D or whatever you want to call it. It's all, it's all, it all rays in consciousness, rays in vibration, all the different ways in which we can describe what's happening to our world right now. Mm -hmm. And what it feels like is that there are so many stories circulating. Oh my God, are we going to go here? All right. So many circulating as to why and you wrote aliens above, so I feel like you you open the door and I'm just walking in. Okay. White hats, black hats, reptilians, all oh. the new age shit. <laughs> the greys. The greys. There's so many stories about what's going on right now. Oh. It kind of makes, and all right, really unpopular opinion from someone who is not, you know, a, a, a leader in new age spirituality right but now. But who has a podcast about spirituality. Okay, okay. fine. <laughs> fine. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say unpopular opinion. 
I think all of these are just stories to mm-hmm. explain a really simple fact that we know that something big is happening. Mm. We know that our power is at stake. Yeah. And that is what every story is telling us. But the issue that I have with it okay. is that are we continuing as humanity to take our story so literally? Or is it just a story that's trying to show us that actually the world is rising in consciousness and in order to rise with it, all we have to do is listen to ourselves? I think primarily the reason why we're holding on to these stories is because we're still trying to explain our own disempowerment. And that's just because, you know, nothing about these early stages of 5D makes sense because there's never really been a time in which humanity has been this close to oneness on such a large scale like ever. And we can feel it. We can feel like something big's mm-hmm. happening. And so our natural response, our human response, our, our response that we've we've learned through evolution, like, you know, this is how it came out. Something is coming, mm-hmm. batten down the hatches. Yeah. We're ready to fight. Yeah. And we look for an enemy. <laughs> or hide. <laughs> or hide. But we're looking for an enemy. Survive, survive. And that's what a lot of these stories are. They're showing you who the enemy is, so you have someone to fight against. Yeah. Even if it's a figment of your imagination. Which is actually perpetuating separation, ensuring that you actually don't get to be as close to oneness as you want to be. And keeping you in fear. Yeah. And we just, you know, we keep putting these concepts into boxes, no matter what they are. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's spiritual, to temporal, to politics, to science, we're categorizing and compartmentalizing our issues because it's how we've always done it. And that's how we're continuing to do it now, which is why there's never been a lasting solution because we're always looking Mm -hmm. outside of ourselves. We're always looking for someone to blame, someone to fight. How we are the victim or the hero. Yes. And that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. We are just... It never has. Never in the long term, right? No. Yeah. And it just keeps us smaller. Because also, Liz, the more palatable we make our issues, the more we're forced to remain small. If we were able to really grasp what is happening right now, our world is changing to the point where we become one with it. If we are, as we were saying, with the earth, with magic, Mm -hmm. if we can truly understand how much at one we can be... And then we can truly understand how powerful we yeah. could be yeah. and how to use math and, and how magical we are. <laughs> You're like but that's in the magic. No. But you know, if you really even grasp an ounce of that, sorry, I, mean, I don't have the metric system, no, but like, like even like 1%. a millimeter of that, yeah. whatever, your brain would explode. Yeah. I mean, you do and your grasp. heart can tell you a bit, but your brain cannot even well, get around Even yourself it. could explode. You know, like, honestly, like when you really start to understand that level of wisdom and connection, if you are not grounded, if you are still stuck in your own karmic shit, if your life is not set up to support that kind of wisdom, you would implode, you would go mad, you wouldn't know how to integrate that into your daily life, it wouldn't work. No. But at the same time, even that 1%, the more palatable we make everything, Mm. so it fits into our old world. Mm. the smaller we remain oh yeah and honestly and i say this from experience now it's time you know rea the experienced (laughs) i mean honestly seven and you know what is what is this episode like a hundred thousand and two um it is really time to grasp that as long as we remain small Mm -hmm. and as long as we remain in the issues that we believe are the only ones that matter to us Well, because they are the only ones that matter to us, but they're not the ones that need to matter to everyone else necessarily. And what are those? What are these larger issues? So what keeps us out of harmony on a larger scale? The first issue is greed. And 
we had defined and explained greed in um, the previous episode as two things. The first one was, I'm going to have to paraphrase, but it was something along the lines of how can I survive in competition with another? And as you noted, that was really from our caveman days, right? Our, our sort of early, early days um, in it's our scarcity. wiring. It's not scarcity necessarily. Uh, it's more along the lines of there's only so much room for us. And that's a very minor but important distinction. Because a lot of people really want to use scarcity to explain greed, and it still is very limiting. Because also scarcity is lack, and I remember that last episode you said that greed wasn't lack. No, it's not lack at all. And again, that's and that tends to kind of affect how we view abundance. It's it's how we tend to view our political and economic strife, and that's one of the reasons why those issues have never had lasting solutions. Because again, uh, when you take certain narrow perspectives on things, you don't get to the root of the issue. And so with a spiritual lens, we always get the broadest perspective possible. And so that, that first definition of greed stands because it does give us a very broad viewpoint. Now, the second part of greed, which is what you noted, had to do with power. How can I keep my power if it is if it can be robbed from me or something along those lines? And again, that's a sense of... I will have to always fight to stay in my power. It feels like that sometimes. Yeah. Well, in 3D, we always have to, right? And that's why it was always easy to keep us in line, to keep human race in line and enslaved mm. to these tent poles and always in service to them. Because it always made us seem as if, if we didn't, because we needed to sort of feed off the teat of those in power, right? It was always this vertical concept of power as opposed to horizontal, which is collective and we share and we're all in our own light. It's very much like the trickle down. So the second one is indifference. When another suffers, it does not affect me. Which it totally does. Since 2020, we've been seeing how, how much we impact one another. Fear, we learned that fear was the most contagious thing of all. Yes. <laughs> which I guess really brings on us on to the third thing, right? Right, which is unconsciousness. So the belief that what we believe and experience, no matter how elevated, is the sum total of our reality. Unconsciousness is effectively the arrogance of mm. thinking that everything we know is everything yeah. there is. It's hubris, right? Yeah. Yeah. When, I mean, I mean, I say this all the time, and we say this a lot, right? We talk about humility oh, yeah. as one of the kind of cornerstones, mm -hmm. as one of as, as an element of five D. <laughs> I, I, I can't with all those different ways we explain stuff nowadays. We talk you mean about, the overarching theme? <laughs> is it or a the, value? Or is it underpinning? A <laughs> is it an underpinning? Is it just like passing through? I don't fucking know. I think we need a flow chart now. I know, but we talk about humility a lot, right? Because humility is one of those things. Like I know my. I can hold my experiences and my my beliefs and who I am for me, mm -hmm. but I cannot do that for you because I don't know. Yeah. I'll never know. Yeah. As much as I wish I knew, mm -hmm. as much as I think I know, mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah. And that's humility, mm -hmm. right? And so even with humility, we are no longer unconscious. Yeah. And also the very important quality, which so few have, which is curiosity. Maybe that's one of those 5D qualities I don't remember. <laughs> definitely one of our qualities. It's definitely one of my qualities. I don't know if you say it in a good way or a bad way, but like my harassment of the questions. Like it's still, I mean, I want to ask so many more. But the truth is, is that when I, I'll never, this is something that I read 
And it's so true. And it's something I've experienced, like even the words in what we start, what we say when we start our podcast, even the simple words that I've used every single day for my whole life, mm-hmm. as I grow up spiritually, emotionally, mentally, mm-hmm. they take on such a deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. So even if the word love, peace, time, mm-hmm. integrity, <laughs> integrity, integrity, holy, <laughs> authenticity, happy mm. can take on such bigger meanings yeah. and I deeper meanings. Mm-hmm. And I know that as I grow, they're going to take on even deeper meanings than that. Yeah. I can only love or experience love as much as I'm physically ca- I'm capable of it. Mm-hmm. So the more I grow, the more I hope to experience more love, which means love will take on even more facets. Yeah than I've had right now, right? And so we know that there's more. We know that there always is more. Well, we want to think that there is, but we also want to think ourselves in order to assuage our fears and mitigate a lot of risk is we want to think that we, you know, if we arm ourselves with enough knowledge, you know, quote unquote, (laughs) knowledge or expertise or even some form of education that we're more conscious than someone else. I mean, but just look at Twitter, even people who might be considered the experts in their fields or the most intelligent or the smartest or cleverest are some of the least conscious people out there. And it's really important to understand that if, if there are people in positions of influence making decisions that impact us, are we okay with that? Should we be okay with it? Why are we okay with it? Because that's the thing. Like, yes, as a society, we've evolved. No question. And we've come really far, no question. Yeah. But it would be non-judgment, but stupid <laughs> to believe that we've reached... Absurd, maybe? It would be absurd. It would, it would be a mistake okay. to believe that we, have not, that we have reached any sort of apex of our knowledge, our wisdom, or our experience. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Precisely. All right, fine. We, you know, we can drive a car. We have cool apps now. We have the internet. We have a phone that thinks for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that we've peaked. Oh, not at all. I mean, really consider that at the end of the day, we are really only utilizing a very, very, very small percentage of our brains. Yeah. And we haven't even fully realized the extent to which how our DNA can be expressed, right? I mean, about what, 90% of our DNA is called junk DNA. So when we start to realize this, like when we really start to wake up to this fact that we actually don't know as much as we think we know, and that there is so much more to know than we will probably even grasp in this single lifetime, is when you said, okay, well then maybe with that ounce of humility, we can get farther along if we're willing to try, right? I mean, you can't learn anything if you don't think you need to learn anything. It's just really quite simple. (laughs) Let me just break it down for you. But that's what will enable our evolution. I mean, not only does that enable our personal growth as we work through our shit, but that's where we get to surpass what we assume would be the peak of our evolution in this lifetime. There is so much more to life. In this post-karmic reality, you're starting to experience magic. You're starting to see just how powerful you are and how easily you can create your life with barely a touch of a finger. And I'm not talking it's because, oh, we have a phone that will enable something. 
But what it, it takes just, is a wish. Yeah. That there is an innate, inherent power within each and every person that can enable far more than we can grasp. And until we can imagine it, we won't be able to realize it. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. 